3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. I have three outcomes for this next hour of power. It is inspiration, it is education, and it is application. But let's be honest. Today, it's a lot harder than ever to be inspired, right? Today, for a lot of people, it's a lot more difficult to be motivated than any other time at least in recent history and matter of fact that's what I want to do today today I want to take us on a little bit of a a reality check you know a fact check you know uh, things are not what they used to be let's be honest right the it seems like there is no, quote, normal anymore, right? Uh, normal has become abnormal, right? As we like to say, abnormal, right? There is no Abbey normal anymore. Normal. Yeah, it's just crazy. Things are confusing. Things are constantly changing. Many things don't make sense. You know, it's in times like these that some will rise and many will fall. If we are to be successful in this environment, we've got to keep our focus. See... This is one thing I truly believe in. We must focus on those things that we have control over. The old saying about worry, worry is paying interest on debt you might not owe. And most people worry about things that never happen. But boy, the body reacts as if. Remember, your body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are released based on three things. What you're thinking about, your breathing, and your physiology, specifically in, in relation uh, to your uh, I mean your eye placement, specifically in relation to your physiology. And so you got to realize what's going on. If we're going to be successful in this environment, we need to focus on two key things. And I'm going to talk about those two key things today. As a leader, we must control our focus. Why? Because the good Lord put the our eyes in the front of our face. Because we move in the direction of our focus, And we focus in the direction of our movement. Think about this. Focus directs our energy. And today we want to talk about the reality of the time that we are living in. And we are living in some stormy day. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what's going on, if you don't know, and I forgot what I I heard this years ago when I was studying politics. I used to be a poli-sci major. But there's a a, I don't know what the term is, but what happens is we have this normal, you know, uh, let's say during Donald Trump, before uh, the covid hit, you know, there was this thesis, the normalness of life. Right. We got used to the 2001, September 11th, the whole uh, terrorist thing with the travel, with air flights and all that. So we got used to that. That become the new normal. Uh and now we're going along remember Christmas of 2019 remember when they were going to they had to impeach the president they had to figure out something was happening on a phone call and someone didn't like it remember the good old days one of our biggest issues was what Donald Trump said on a phone call with a Ukrainian leader. Remember, <laughs> remember the good old days when those were our biggest issues, right? And we were gonna enough. Throw them Put down out, the mic. out of office, right? Yeah, yeah. So remember that? We didn't have all this stuff. And then we started hearing about this word called Corona, right? Because most of us thought Corona was a beer that you drank in Mexico, right? Now we find out that it's actually a, a virus created in a lab and released somewhere in China, right? And so think about this. Since then, look what's happened. So we had this thesis in December of 2019. And then all of a sudden, we get hit with this COVID thing. And we got fear. We didn't just get hit with COVID. We got hit with fear. False evidence appearing real. Boy, the fear was we're all going to die. Did you see the article today? Uh, The CDC, or actually this in New York, New York now, New York is saying that half, the governor of New York is saying that half of the cases in the hospital that are called COVID aren't really COVID. What? She says, yeah, she says that they're going in for other stuff. And then while they're in there, they get tested. And they're asymptomatic with COVID. They don't have COVID symptoms, but they can test positive for COVID. So that was listed as a COVID. So someone gets hit by a car, okay, uh, and they take it in. While they're in the process of being fixed up, they might die. If they test positive for COVID, that is considered a COVID death. Now, that person was in a car accident. And that person was going to die. COVID had nothing to do. That's why uh, two years ago, if you listen to these radio shows, I'll tell you, there's a big difference between those that die with COVID. In other words, you're positive, even though you're asymptomatic. Right. And those that die from COVID. Right. With COVID and from COVID. I think we actually did a show like that, you know, actually. So it's crazy. And you know what happened when I said stuff like that? I was banned from social media. I was kicked off Facebook. Uh, I was central and now all of a sudden, guess what? The governor of New York says, uh, why? Why? Why did the CDC just now tell us that 40%, uh, 40%, if they're giving that 40%, you know it's a lot higher. 40% of all COVID stats are not COVID. So those are people, again, that tested positive for COVID, even though they have no symptoms, right? But yet they were in the hospital and they had comorbidities of four, at least four other comorbidities. They just happened to also test positive for COVID. Why do I tell you all this? Because fear. This is what I've been telling you. This is not about being political. I don't care if you vote for Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever. This is not what this is about. Some of you are so busy listening to the people that come before and after me that you're not actually listening to me. <laughs> you need to listen to what I'm saying. This is fear. False evidence appearing real. And fear moves people. Fear manipulates people. Fear controls people. I teach people how to overcome false evidence appearing real, not through reading a book, not through some great orator, but through experience. And now what happens is this fear that the Democrats used to get elected, this fear that the Democrats used to hate, have you hate Trump, this fear that the Democrats used to make you believe January 6th is an insurgency, this fear that the Democrats used against you so that they could take away your freedoms and your rights, guess what? Now they can't control it. See, now it's out of their control. We've unleashed a demon that we cannot control. Because now as they want to get all the repercussions of now putting people back to work after they made people stop working so they can claim the biggest numbers of jobs, now they realize people aren't paying attention. People are still living in that fear. And so today, I want to give you hope. I want to give you some inspiration. I want to teach you that no matter what is going on outside of you, you have absolute control to what is going on inside of you. That's the key. That's why today is called stormy days. Because there's a storm brewing out there. You can't control Fauci. You can't control Biden. You can't control the economy. You can't control Trump. You can't control me. You can't control your wife. Let's be honest. Most of us can't control our children. Right? But you and I can control ourselves. In a crisis, there are two things that we need to know. Number one, we must know ourselves. And number two, we must know our purpose. Do you know yourself? Do you know what you can handle? Do you know how you're made to overcome? Do you know how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again? Do you know how to control what happens between the stimulus and the response? See, hope always has a a forward direction. It's a forward destination. And yet so many people are wrapped up in the past, wrapped up in the fear, wrapped up in the pain, and there's no hope. So today, I want to give you hope, not hope that Trump's going to get elected again, not hope that Biden's going to fall on his face, not hope that these vaccine mandates aren't going to be found unconstitutional. I hope all that happens. But the hope I want to give you is that God causes all things to work for the good, for those who love him or are called according to his purpose, that you might not control what cards life deals you, but you can control how you play those cards. Because everyone has a story in life And it doesn't matter what the story is What matters is what our perception of the story is Because nobody responds to reality We respond to our map of reality And today, let's work on that map So I'm Mr. Black, today we're talking about stormy days And we'll be right back
1: I waited all those years knowing what I knew and knowing that no one else knew what I knew and I knew that I knew that.
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
0: Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group.
2: Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening.
1: For probably two-thirds of my
2: This thing that we live in starves people. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for
0: a change? Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here?
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. See, this is one place where you can spend an hour Without watching all those news reporters, all the clash and all the trash and all the lies and all the fear. You know, I got to tell you, after the election a year ago, I got rid of uh, my cable news. Uh, I got rid of all TV. Uh, Now we just, yeah, I just got tired of it. It's just too negative. And today I want to remind you that we do have control. Yeah, you have control with, you know, where you live, with who you marry, with a lot of things. But let me tell you the control I'm talking about. Between the stimulus and the response. You know, Dr. Viktor Frankl says that is the place of our power. That is the place of our freedom. He says between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. Uh, And yet a lot of people feel helpless and hopeless out there. And it's sad. And I see it and experience it all the time. This is why I do what I do. I'll be in class this weekend. And just stunning. Uh, And let me tell you why it's so sad. How about this one? Nearly twice as many military members died from suicide July through September in the last three months from July to September. Twice as many military members died from suicide than from coronaviruses since its inception, since its release, since the pandemic started. Over 150 members, actually 163 service members committed suicide in quarter three of 2021. 70 active service members. This is interesting. 56 reserve members and 37 members of the National Guard. So please hear this. More than half of those deaths were on what we would call weekend soldiers. These are people who three weekends and... uh, 24 days out of the year or 26 days out of the year are normal civilians like you and I go to job, go to work, go home, do all that. And then one week in a month, they go on their reserve duty. They do their guard deployment. And yet as many deaths as active duty. This tells you between the stimulus and the response what's going on. See, this is the cost of fear. See, this is the cost. Our kids, you know, yesterday, let me give you an example. Yesterday, my son, Benaiah, he's seven years old, uh, Val, my wife, uh, took him to school. And it was Monday, and we had a good weekend, and he he didn't want to go. He didn't feel like going to school. And he loves school. He's a sharp kid and all that, loves it and all that. So I guess he started crying, carrying on, and he cried in the car. And then when Val uh, got him out of the car, and this is not like him. When Val got him in the car to give him to the teacher, he was caught crying. And Val drove home the whole way crying, felt bad. Do I keep him home? He needs to be in school. He'll like it. About an hour and a half, Val calls or texts the teacher and check in. And she says that Benaiah had just came up to her as he, she received Val's text, saying, will you please text my mommy and tell her I'm having a good day, tell her everything's okay now. And so he wound up having a great day. But the thing was, he carried on, cried. He didn't want to face it. Whatever was going on in his head, and only he knows what made it so bad that he couldn't go to school. He didn't want to go to school. There was nothing going on. This is what you gotta tell you. Everybody has a story. You don't know people's pain, you don't know what's going on. You want, I'll share another story real quick that ripped my soul out. This was yesterday. New Mexico teen mom throws newborn baby in dumpster. Shocking video. Surveillance video taken outside New Mexico store shows the moments a teen mom tossed her unwanted newborn baby into a dumpster. Can you believe that? I mean, this woman, this girl, I think she's 16 or 17 years old, gave birth to this child. And then took it in a bag and drove down and threw it in a dumpster. Five hours later, someone came out and they were digging in the trash, homeless people, uh, and heard whimpering. And they opened it up, and there was a newborn baby with blood on it, still umbilical cord, everything, whimpering, thrown in a bag in a trash dumpster. And the mother, the 18 year old, Alexis Avila, uh, is being charged now with attempted murder and child abuse. Now, what she did was terrible. So please hear that. I'm not condoning anything uh, what we do to our children uh is is terrible. But what I'm saying is step back for a moment. What did this young girl have to do between the stimulus and the response? Went through all this she didn't even know she was pregnant. She found out she was pregnant a couple days earlier when she was having stomach pains. I don't know how this happens. She's getting ready to get And then she gave birth, and she did it in secrecy by herself, didn't want anybody else to know, in the bathroom tub, uh, and then takes the child and throws it away like leftover trash. The whole time during the interview, the woman, the girl, is referring to the baby, a little boy, as it, it, it. And the police officer asked her, what did you think would happen to that little boy when you threw it in the dumpster? And she couldn't or wouldn't answer. See, this is what's going on, and this is what's going on originally. What I said, we start with this thesis: things that are normal. I talked about this December 2019, and then we have a crisis, and a crisis that makes things so bad. We get locked down. We you know two weeks to flatten the curve, right? We're just gonna shut things down for two weeks. Uh, we're just gonna social distance for a little while, and then what happens? The crisis is so bad that we accept. A lower form of bad. So we don't go back to normal. Matter of fact, we're closer to the crisis. But because the new thesis is not as bad as the crisis, we accept the new thesis. It becomes the new norm, even though we would have never accepted this norm before the crisis happened. And this is going on time after time after time. And this is how uh, Joe Biden got elected. And now we're living those consequences. This is why uh, Let's Go Brandon is so big. Let's go, Brown. It's not just about saying F you to to Biden. It's about shocking the system. We're being manipulated. We're being controlled. And all that we cannot control. That's the depressing part. That's why St. Lucius, I think it was. I was talking to a chief of police over in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, um, chief, and uh, he said, was talking about St. Lucius, where those two young police officers killed themselves, committed suicide. They just had a baby, a month old baby. Uh, they weren't married, but they were an item. Uh, and the husband, uh, or the, the father, a young police officer killed himself, but he didn't really kill himself, wound up on life support. She heard that he had killed himself. She killed herself, but he was still alive. And then I guess he found out and then he wound up dying as well. It was a total, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Romeo and Juliet. This is the pain. This was going on. And the problem is that people don't have hope because hope requires a forward focus. And we've been in this two years of fear, of turmoil, and and this was all to get people elected. See, remember, University of Washington put out a study about 20 years ago, it says angry people vote. So the more angry, the more bitter, the more that you can do, then the more people are gonna vote. Look, you got Biden right now. It's 2022 in America, and Biden is in Georgia, Telling people that uh, people don't get a vote, that black people aren't allowed to vote, that the Republicans want to deny people the right to vote. That is a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, we're in a 2022. People get to vote. New York is allowing now, what, 100,000 non-residents. There are some liberal cities that allow non-residents now. New York's doing the New York City. You don't have to be a, a, a citizen. You can, can you imagine going to Paris and then voting on whether you want to keep the Eiffel Tower or not? What? I mean, you, yeah, it's crazy. But that's what we're doing here. Not only do people who want to vote get to vote, but people who are dead vote. People who are here illegally vote. People who aren't even citizens here vote. But the biggest threat to democracy, outside of course white Christians, uh, is this Voting Rights Act, and so we got to change all the rules so the Democrats can federalize the elections to make sure that no Republican is ever elected again. Because if you can get everybody a mail in a ballot, uh, there'll never be another Republican ever elected again. Because the Democrats know how to harvest ballots and know how to play the game. I agree with that. And so, and so ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize this isn't a political show. This is just the reality of where we're at. Remember, when you're dealing with adversity, leaders overcome. That's a big deal. Leaders overcome, right? We talked about this article a couple of days ago, built better under pressure. How great leaders bring out the best in themselves and others. Justin Manke's, right? And he says, Justin says there are three things. There are three things that allow people to become better under pressure. These are leaders that use pressure to build themselves. And he identified these three catalysts for re- realizing potential. He says realistic optimism, subservience to purpose and finding chaos in order. Realistic, optimism. That's what I'm being. I'm being truthful with you. I don't like some of the truth I share with you, but you got to be realistic subservience to purpose. I know who I am. I know why I'm here and then finding order and chaos. Boy, if you keep your head while everybody else is losing it, you're going to have a lot of people following you. Leaders have to both have an awareness of actual circumstances, in other words, the ability to see the world as it is, both positive and negative, and a sense of urgency. The deep belief in one's capability to change circumstances or situations. That's what I want to give you. I remember a story, a guy driving in a train with his 24-year-old son just got back from the doctor. And this little boy looks like he's retarded. He's young. He said, the 24-year-old boy is going, look, Dad, look, the trees are going behind us. Dad smiled, and the young couple sitting nearby looked at the 24-year-old kid, his childish behavior, like mentally slow or something. And Dad said, and then he goes, hey, Dad, look, the clouds are running with us. And the couple couldn't resist. And what's this guy doing? This is a 24-year-old kid. He's acting like a little 2-year-old kid. He's seen, you know, He's making these weird comments and the the couple recommended the guy hey why don't you take your son to a good doctor you know there's doctors that can deal with that and the old man smiled and said i did and we're just coming home from the hospital my son was blind from birth and today he's seeing he's seeing for the first time in his life ladies my goal for you is to help you see i don't mean you don't need to vote like i do you don't need to believe in the same god i do you don't even have to agree with me politically But at least let me help you see things as they are so you can make better decisions. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the stormy days, and we'll be right back.
0: I've got a special purpose! Have a point. Issues easier. A rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest. Resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. Optima Tax Relief Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com
2: Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee.
0: Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it.
2: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening.
0: It's not only changing lives, it's saving
2: lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Play for the future's heart because the future hasn't happened yet, but I believe it will.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, George. I am black and you are back. Being under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Today we're talking about really fortitude, really the ability to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again. The ability to be long-suffering. You know, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that uh, a woman is like a teabag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Well, I'm going to suggest that that's really the make of a leader. You, you, where leaders are like teabags. You can't really tell how strong they are until you put them in hot water logical and that's why one of my favorite stories uh, is about that. you know one young woman went to her mother and told her uh, about her life she was struggling. things were hard and she didn't know how she was going to make it, and she was just depressed and wanted to give up uh, uh, you know she was tired of fighting and struggling. it seemed as one problem was solved and a new one arose. Anybody this know what I'm is talking all about wrong. there? Yeah, I my mean, gosh, I've lived that uh, decades of my life. So her mother, really concerned, just looked at her for a moment, and then after a long pause, basically took her to the kitchen, and the mom went to the sink and took out three pots and filled those three pots with water and placed each pot on a high fire. Soon the pots came to a boil. In the first pot she placed carrots. In the second pot she placed eggs. And the last pot she placed ground coffee beans. She let them sit, simmer, boil, and it was silent in the kitchen. So this silence went on for like 20 minutes. And after about 20 minutes, she turned off the burners. She fished the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. She pulled the eggs out and placed them in a bowl. And she laid out the coffee and put it into a cup. Turning to her daughter, she asked, tell me, what do you see? And I got to be honest with you, the daughter was pretty put off. I mean, she just came in there, like, ready to kill herself, depressed, all that. Her mom goes in the kitchen and starts making food, you know. Uh, So the daughter replied, carrots, eggs, and coffee, mom. And she kind of looked at her strange. Like Her mother brought her closer and said, okay, that's what you see. Now I want to focus on what you feel. Because let's be honest, it doesn't matter with what we're seeing. It seems to be all we care about is what we feel, Right. It doesn't matter because you feel Donald Trump had mean tweets. You'd rather destroy this country with Joe Biden in office. Uh, it's just stunning as you feel that some people could be racist, that all of a sudden that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. I mean, we've got to move beyond feelings. Feelings are nothing more than a chemical response. There's good information there. Don't get me wrong. But we're not what we feel. But the mother knew that she was all about her feelings, so she had her daughter feel. And so she said, feel the carrots. So she did. She noted they were soft. The mother then asked the daughter to take an egg and break it. And after pulling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg and again had the daughter touch it, feel it. Finally, the mother asked the daughter to sip the coffee. The daughter smiled as she tasted its rich aroma, right? Feeling the coffee as it goes down her tongue and her throat and the smell is a real olfactory gustatory experience. With doing that, the daughter said, great coffee, mom, but what does it mean? I came in here sharing with you my life problems and and now I'm drinking some coffee. What does it mean? And her mother went on to explain it so powerfully. She said that each one of these objects has faced the same adversity, right? Boiling water. Each reacted differently right? The carrot went in as strong, right? Stiff, strong, hard, unrelenting. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened and it became weak. Now the egg was fragile going in, right? It's thin outer shell had protected its liquid interior. And if you drop them or put them down too hard, they'll crack, right? But after sitting through the boiling water, its inside became hardened. Boy, the number one cause for failure in marriage is a hardened heart. And I'm going to suggest a hardened heart is the cause for so many of our failures in life. Because if we're here for a relationship and we're here to connect with people, your hardened heart keeps that from happening. Now, the ground coffee beans were unique. After they were in the boiling water, what changed? Think about, Isn't that a great question? When the boiling water hit the coffee grounds, what changed? see, it wasn't the coffee grounds. They were still the same. What changed was the liquid that the coffee grounds were in, right? At the beginning, the coffee grounds were in water. But now where are the coffee grounds in? They're in coffee. It changed the liquid. The carrots were still in water. The eggs were still in water. But the coffee grounds were now in coffee. See, it had actually changed its environment. And so the mother went on to ask, so which one are you? When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? And think of this, which one are you? Are you the carrot? It seems strong, but with some pain, some adversity. Do you wilt? Do you become soft? Do you follow along and just think and vote like everybody else does? Do you lose your strength to stand up when other people tell you to sit down? To speak up when other people tell you to shut up? To keep your mask off when people tell you to mask up? To, to stop keeping people at a 10-foot distance even when people want you to? Are you the carrot? Or are you the egg that starts with the malleable heart but changes with the heat? You have a fluid spirit, but maybe you lose somebody, maybe there's a breakup, a financial hardship, or maybe you don't like the election, or maybe you love the election and hate Trump, whatever it is, but have you become hardened and stiff? Does your shell look the same on the outside, but on the inside? Are you bitter, tough, stiff spirit, hardened heart, or are you like the coffee bean? See, the being changes the circumstances. The being changes the hot water. The very circumstances that bring the pain. When the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and favor, flavor. If you are like the bean, when things are at their worst, you get better and change the situation around you. When the hour is the darkest and the trials are their greatest, do you elevate yourself to another level? How do you handle adversity? Are you a carrot? Are you an egg? Or are you a bean? See, the happiest of people don't necessarily have the best of everything. They just make the most of everything that comes along their way. The brightest future will always be based on a well-processed past. You can't go forward in life until you let go of your past failures and heartaches. You got to realize this. We are still, we live in the past. We live in America that wants you to focus on 1619 and make up a brand new history. 1776, 1812, 1911, 2001, right? Don't you hear it? But hope is a forward direction.s See, ladies and I have three orphanages in Uganda. And I did not realize this. I saw the news article yesterday. But Uganda is just now, getting right, just on Monday, coming off the longest school closure in the history of the world. Not Africa, not a region, not for those that hear me, but in the world. They have been shut down for two whole years. And so I got my three orphanages, Kawuki, Ivan, and, and Robert, uh, their mercy uh their Agape uh, and their starline. those are my three orphanages that we feed them, support them, provide them for everything, and there's you know just a, a couple of us. we don't run a big company, and so they started saying, well, we need kids are going to school, and I don't remember this happening last year and now then I saw the article and now I get it and so now I got to raise six thousand dollars for kids to go to school. I've got about one hundred and thirty kids that we support between the three orphanages. Why do I tell you all this? Because I don't have that money right now. I just spent, you know, 2500 bucks, $3,000 sent to, uh, to Uganda for Christmas. And so I need to raise some money from all you listeners out there. It's okay to donate to our 501c3. We're, we're keeping people alive. And so uh, Ivan, I'm sorry, Kowuki, who is with Starline, he says, well, uh, I said, what's the cost for all that? He goes, well, I have 65 kids. He did the breakdown for the whole year. He said it would be $2,543. And I said, well, um, the good news is I'm going to send you some money. The bad news is I don't have that kind of money. Our donations, uh, we haven't got anything in yet this year. But I was planning on sending him money out of my pocket. And I told him how much I was sending him, which was far less. It was uh, not even a third of what he wanted, uh, what he needed. And so he goes, well, what do you want me to do with that? And I said, you're in charge. You know the needs of that place better than anybody else. You know, do you need to buy food? Uh, Do you need to buy some mattresses and blankets? How cold is it there? Uh, Do you need to buy, you can get a couple of the kids in school or, you know, half the kids in school and just pay for the quarterly fees? All that, right? Because he's on the ground. See, I'm feeling bad because I can't send this. He's grateful for what he had, but feeling bad that he can't get all his kids in school. All this thing, you can't control all that. What you can control is You. What happens between the stimulus and the response? Kawuki could have got mad at me. I could have felt depressed and not sent the 300 bucks or 800 bucks. Why would I send that money? Because it doesn't matter because they need this much more. See, this is what I want to give you. You've got to control two things. You've got to know who you are, what you're capable of. And if you don't know what you're capable of, how do you respond in these situations, right? Remember to be you gotta be better under pressure, you gotta have realistic optimism, you gotta be subservient to purpose, and you gotta find order in chaos. And the unique ability is cut through multiple or multi-dimensional problems to find the solutions and resolutions that others cannot see. You gotta realize this. This is where clear thinking, this is where critical thinking, this is when you know why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again. So after the break, I'm going to go into self-actualization. See, this is the answer. the answer is for each one of us to be a, uh, aware of how we work, the, the ability of each one of us to maximize the potentials we were created with. We were made powerful creatures, and yet so many of us run on autopilot. And we've got to sta- start getting in the driver's seat and starting acting as if we're leaders, acting as if we're children of God, acting as if we were not given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of self-determination. I am Black. Today we're talking about the stormy days. I'll be right back. Use your head, man. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be.
0: salmon fishing in alaska at an amusement park in green bay or taking a stroll through loring park we're where you are listen to freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app
2: Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store, visit their Spring Lake Park location, or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
3: I deserve good things.
0: I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with.
3: Yeah, I'm all those things. Me too, Stuart. I am black and you are back under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And by the way, this Thursday will be the first leadership awakening of the brand new year, Team 231. Uh, We'll be working majority with the car medic. I think we have 15 people. So we're going to change some lives. You know, I'm going to spend my second weekend of the new year changing lives, uh, making a huge impact, giving people back their power, teaching people how powerful they are. See, this is what matters. It does not matter what happens to us in life. What matters is what happens in us. The true battles in the mind the powers between the stimulus and the response when jesus christ was being crucified he said forgive them father for they know not what they do jesus christ did not let what the world was doing affect who he was and that's our example that's why we've got to know those existential questions who am i why am i here what's my purpose i'm not here to exist I'm not here to take as many breaths as I can on this planet. I don't fear the corona. I've never been tested. I've never been shot with it. Uh, I got all kinds of vaccines. I was in the army, had all my vaccines. I was in the school, had all my vaccines. I got marks on my arm showing I got vaccines. I'm not against vaccines at all. I think if they're a good vaccine, it's healthy, it's good. But this is not what this is about. This is about power. This is about control. This is about getting a jab in everyone's arm. This is about modifying your RNA. This is about putting aborted baby parts, which goes against my faith in God. So there's a lot of reasons. And so I'm an outcast. But you know what? My life is going great. I get to make a huge difference. I get to make a a difference. I wake up every morning uh, and thank God uh, that he uses me. Here I am, General Jesus, private black reporting for duty. See, Abraham Maslow, remember I've shared this before, it has what's called a hierarchy of needs. Uh, Psychology. Abraham Maslow identified seven categories of basic needs common to all people. Remember, number one, you gotta know yourself. As I learned how I worked, it taught me basic patterns of the human condition. The reason why I get to do what I get to do is because I study myself. I study people. I see patterns. I see ways. I see um, certain ways that everybody does things. I call them HR 101s. God says that. The human flesh, there are similarities in the flesh. The flesh wants what the flesh wants, right? The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. So you have safety needs, you have uh, physiological needs, you have safety and security needs, you have love and belonging needs, you have self-worth and esteem issues, right? Those are basic needs. You need to know you're somebody. You need to be safe. You need to be a fed. You need to have shelter. Those are the basic needs that every single human being, those first four levels are what are called deficiency needs. The first four levels are called deficiency needs. Now this person needs to be able to meet all those needs before they can go on to the next level. Many students come to school with deficiencies needs of physiological, safety, and security and love. That's why I asked Kawuki. Kawuki, is it more important for those kids in Africa, Uganda, to go to go to a building for six, eight hours a day and then come home and have no place to sleep and no food to eat? Is that more important or is it more important right now since you've got limited resources, To make sure those kids have a place, a floor that they can lay on without being the weather dumping on them so they have a roof over their head. And again, I say that lightly because if you see how these kids live and these people live, they might have a roof over their head, they're blessed, but they're sleeping on dirt floors or sleeping on a mattress on a dirt floor that we bought for them. So uh, you got to figure out what's more important. Once those four basic needs have been met, then it's the top three needs. Now the top three needs are interesting. The need to know and understand aesthetic needs. And aesthetic just refers to the quality of being creative, beautiful, artistic, things like that. And then the top one, you ready for this? The need for self-actualization. At the top of the pyramid is the need for self-actualization, which is a person's desire to become everything he or she is capable of becoming, to realize and use his or her full potential capacities and talents. See, this need can only be addressed when the previous six have been satisfied. Why is that important? Because if you are wrapped up in all those other needs, you're not working to be the best version of yourself. And I'm telling you right now, what this world needs now is not a new year. is not a new president. I've said this earlier. It needs a new you. It needs a new me. It needs a new you and me who's emotionally involved. It needs a new you and me who's out there working to be the best version of themselves. Why? Because people are watching. Our kids are watching. My son, I has to learn you got to overcome. You can't let your feelings control you. He had to go to school. Because he had to see, he had to be conditioned that it's okay not to feel good. It's not okay to let that not feeling good keep you from doing what you're called to do. So you can't just say that. You've got to show that. You've got to teach that. So Dr. David Z from the Huffington Post about seven, eight years ago wrote a good article. Uh, said the 12 characteristics of a self-actualized person. And self actualization, by the way. Maslow, if you ever read his book, describes that as the good life, right? Self actualized. Uh, one directed toward self actualization is the pinnacle need. He said self actualization occurs when you maximize your potential doing the best that you're capable of doing. That's what I do at Like It Matters. That's what these 15 people are going to do. That's what I do every day on this radio show. That's what I do with my daily blog, wayofwarrior.blog. The whole thing is to help us, you, me, everybody listening, to maximize the potentials they were created with. This is the key. And there's a motivation. There's an excitement there. Man, there are people praying for me all over the world because I help them. There are people that are reaching out to me and assisting me in changing people's lives because I have been there for them. Because they see me working to be the best version of myself, and it gives them permission to do the same thing. Gives them motivation. Gives them inspiration. And then I teach them how to work so that they can work at a higher level and get better return on their investment of time. So he identified 12 characteristics of a self-actualized person. Let me wrap up this radio show today to let you know to see if you're on the right course. Are you on the right course? Are these things uh, dragging your attention, grabbing your attention? Are you focused on these things? Number one, self-actualized people embrace the unknown and the ambiguous, right? So I'm talking about. We are in an unknown America. This country looks foreign land. This does not look like America. This looks like Russia and China. We're just like them. We have state run media. We have uh, right, we have uh, a deep state. We now prosecute and persecute our political opponents, right? I love them. We don't China. have free and fair elections, right? I mean, we're no different than China Russia. Are you able to embrace the unknown and the ambiguous? Number two, do uh, they accept themselves together with all their flaws. I lead with my flaws. I teach it all the time. I, I lead with my brokenness. Uh, then we accept those and we move on. Number three, they prioritize and enjoy the journey, not just the destination. You got to learn how to be in the now moment. I teach you this at likeitmatters.net. Go to likeitmatters.net. Check out the website. 48 Hours That Will Change Your Life. I get you in the now moment. I teach you about this place, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but now, and now is the place where life is lived. Number four, while they are inherently unconventional, would you say I'm unconventional? They do not seek to shock or disturb. I never, that is not my outcome to shock or disturb. I just want to eat with the truth and the truth will set you free, Jesus said, but first, Uh, it's going to make you a little miserable. Uh, Jesus didn't say that, although he probably would have. It was uh, one of our former presidents, I'm pretty sure. Number five, they are motivated by growth, not by the satisfaction of needs. See, if you're so focused on what you need, I need this, I need this. Remember rule number one about being a leader. It's not about you. My kids think everything's about them, all their needs. I need this. I need that. I need that. Are you a kid? Or are you a grown-up? Put your big boy pants on. Put your big girl pants on. Stop it! Self-actualized people are motivated by growth, not by meeting of needs. Number six, self-actualized people have purpose, right? Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, do it again and again? They are not troubled by the small things. One thing i got to work on, sometimes the small things get to me because when you take care of the small things, the big things are taken care of. Conversely, when the little things aren't taken care of, the big things aren't taken care of. Number eight, self-actualized people are grateful. It's the perfect spirit to be in, the spirit of gratefulness. Number nine, they share deep relationships with a few, but also feel identification and affection towards the entire human race. Sounds like a guy you know on the radio? Absolutely. I have a few intimate friends. I know 15,000 people personally, uh, and I can uh, have affection and shared identification with all of you listening out there. Number 10, self-actualized people are humble. I'm one of the humblest people you ever meet wink wink nudge nudge wait for it wait for it (laughs) number 11 self-actualized people resist enculturation i love that they do not allow themselves to be passively molded by the culture stop it stop it take your mask off start taking a risk i hate seeing people driving in the car with their mask on walking down the street in open field with their mask on stop this and number 12 despite all this self-actualized people are not perfect nope There's only one perfect, and that's not Uriah, that's Jesus the Christ. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more today than you were yesterday, helping you remember when you live your life like it matters. It does. It's time we face up to the unface-up a
2: When will then
0: be now? Soon. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories.
1: Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them.
0: For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ. RINGING LIBERTY